We've got another episode free of any coronavirus talk for you today, all recorded before any of this came down. So uh, enjoy the lack of coronavirus. Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. Brought to you by Mountaintop Data. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Ethan Butte of Boom Boom. Bomb Bomb. Bomb Bomb. bomb. (laughs) Don't say either of those in an airport. About uh, video and marketing. You guys cannot talk business in the airport at all, can you? Video is a bit of a heyday at the moment. I mean, I feel like video is the big thing. Maybe technology has enabled it a ton. We're going to be talking about that a ton, obviously. But what about using it in emails? And that's kind of the topic today, video in email. Uh, so Ethan is the chief evangelist at BombBomb and the uh, co-author of Rehumanize Your Business. I think that's going to come into the conversation a bit here and uh, host of the Customer Experience Podcast. He's collected and told personal video success stories in hundreds of blog posts, dozens of webinars, podcasts, stage presentations, you name it. Ethan talks about this stuff everywhere, and uh, he's here to share his deepest email video secrets with us today. Ethan, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for the invite. I love what you're up to, and it's a privilege to be here. It's all mutual. I love uh, your podcast. I love people out there making good content for people to listen to. I think we've had a handful of other podcasts on. Let's jump over to uh, Bomb. Bomb. Uh, or as I call it, boom, boom. It, it's happened before. Yeah. Can you explain to the listeners uh, what what you guys do there? That's going to be a lot of the subject today. So we'll be talking about your company a lot. Uh, uh, disclaimer to the to the listeners. You, you know, if you listen to this regularly, you know we don't really talk about the guest companies much unless it's really central to the topic. And today it is. So can you can you explain to us what your company does? What Bomb Bomb does with email and video? Sure. Our whole premise is that you are better in person, that when people say yes, they're not just saying yes to, you know, in the case of a big yes, they're not just saying yes to the terms, the price, the rollout plan, et cetera. They're also saying yes to who you are, the trust and rapport that you've built. And so when you think about all the times we click send every day, these are important and valuable messages and above all, important and valuable relationships. You have a lot riding on the outcomes of a number of your messages every day and yet you're relying on a form of communication that doesn't differentiate you, doesn't build trust and rapport and doesn't communicate nearly as well as if you just look someone in the eye and spoke to him or her. So we make it really, really easy to record and send simple personal videos, primarily in email, but you can also put them in text messages, social messages, et cetera. For example, I use our Google Chrome extension to record videos and drop videos into LinkedIn Messenger or into Slack because I'm able to communicate more clearly build a little bit of human connection and ultimately get more yeses, whether it's a micro yes, like a reply or a return phone call or a click to fill out the survey or whatever the case may be. Um, So you're better in person. And so video allows you to be more of yourself and have people feel more connected to you, allow you to communicate with a, a fuller range of tools available, right? Like we're human creatures, we're social creatures. And so all this rich nonverbal that comes through, I mean, even just listening to a podcast, you really get to know the host. Like people know you, Sky, because of, you know, the pace of your speech, the tone of it, what you get excited about and all that. And it's more than if we, if you're just reading a transcript of this conversation, it's just not the same thing. So that's, that's where we're coming from. We want to help you rehumanize the way you're connecting and communicating in your business. And we do that by equipping you with 
easy to record and send and then track the results out of our web app, out of our mobile apps for iPhone and Android. We work in Gmail. We work in some instances of Outlook. We work in Salesforce, Outreach, uh, Zendesk, and a number of other platforms. And so um, our goal is to get you face-to-face with more people more often because you are better in person. Right. So the really condensed version of it is you guys allow people to just say, hey, record this. And by the way, I'm going to have to throw away the transcript I'm reading off of for this episode now. Thanks a bunch. Um, just record this, boom, put it in the email, send. And now instead of receiving a very impersonal email, you have, you know, you have the face in there. They see it a lot on LinkedIn. And it actually annoys me there when people do the, you know, the selfie talking, because usually on some of the social platforms, I see those videos as actually very scammy. They're, they're bragging about, you know, how they made a million dollars and sign up for their thing and they can show you tomorrow how to make a million dollars and, and getting all pumped up and walking through their mansion and stuff like that. <laughs> I just, the visual of walking through your mansion, talking about, you know, how many of them you have is just, I love uh, it. It's they so have funny. that. They're sitting on a boat and they're just like, yeah. Hey, you want to be a baller? It's back to the 1980s kind of style. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll show you how to make millions like I do. Cause I kill it every day. And, and, uh, you know, they, they drove their beat up Volkswagen to a, a high end neighborhood and started walking around it as if they live there or something. Yeah. Um, those videos annoy me. There's a couple people I've talked about it online that, that, uh, that I think do it well because they actually have content they're conveying and then their face happens to be there. But so many people are making, make it about just about them. I feel like with this podcast, a lot of the listeners, the audio is really convenient. But if you're just sitting around and you could see our faces talking, it does add another dimension of kind of trust and personalization to it. So when it's relevant like that, I love the video. And when the content is still good, I love the video. And uh, I'm excited to have you on because I love this concept of being able to say, you know, rather than just send somebody a, an email, let me put a, you know, a, a 10 second little video in it. I got a ton of questions around that though. Well, the first thing I want to share is you're exactly right. Like video is not magic. If you have a, a bad message or a bad product or you're insincere or you're self-motivated, you're not really offering value, I guess, air quote value. I mean, I, everyone knows what that means. Like if you're, if you're not actually coming from a place of service and sincerity, I would discourage anyone from sending video because humans are deeply trained. And I don't just mean you and I and other people walking around here on earth in 2020. I mean, for millennia, we have become experts at smelling and sensing garbage and nonsense. And so, you know, if you're insincere and self-motivated, video will expose you uh, and or it will continue to attract other people that are also selfish uh, and self-motivated. Uh, whereas if you, if you have sincerity to offer, you can't do any better than video because it's going to capture, even without you thinking or trying, if you're sincere in what you're offering, people will be able to feel that from you in a deep, deep way that they can never read out of the words in a typed out email. And one of the things I'm, I'm glad you're talking about that part, because one, it creates a spirit entry. Anybody can send out a lot of emails. And then, you know, email is still a great channel, but it's been diminished by the ease and the impersonal nature of it to be used in scams, in massive spam operations, those kind of things. But the video part, I'm not imagining that there's going to be a ton of emails sent out with a video out 
of uh, Nigeria saying, I'm a prince and I need to send millions of dollars somewhere. You've been selected because uh, we love you so much. Uh, what's your bank account information? I don't think we'll be seeing those videos anytime soon anyway. And it would be, you know, they would be fun to, to you know, lampoon on social media maybe. If you, it'd be a lot more fun than saying, look at this email I got uh, with this scam. Uh, having the video for everybody to laugh at would be great. Um, but yeah, maybe it'd be good. It's so much easier to filter people out in person. But the, the less human you get, but so your book, Rehumanizing, um, when I first read, I'm a terrible reader, when I first glanced at the title, I said, rheumatizing, hmm, what is that? I got to look that up. What does that even mean? This Oh, rehumanizing, never mind. That's the follow-up. <laughs> that one's in the works. <laughs> I was seriously Googling it, like, what is rheumatizing? What does that mean again? Um, but the, the humanizing aspect of it. So... First question I have, a lot of our listeners are probably already saying, get to it. We want to know so much more about this. Um, when you're sending these emails, are you sending a one-off email? Are you recording a general message and sending the same thing out to many people or both? Great question. And you can do either. And so for there, there's, there's like a value component to it, right? If you have a high volume of people um, or it's a highly repetitive message in general, if you can be truly personal, and say, hey, Sky, it's, it's, it's going to be more effective than, hey, because you're at this stage of relationship with us, you might be wondering X, Y, and Z. I'm going to share a little bit of information about that. So it, it's both and. Um, so for example, I like to send videos to people that connect with me on LinkedIn. And I used to do every single one of them personally, where I would greet them by name and I would look at their profile for you know a minute and a half and find some mutual point of interest or whatever, and just put a face to the name because you know so many of us are connecting on LinkedIn, but we you know once that connection's gone and they get pushed down in the LinkedIn messaging feed and you never see them in your news feed and they're not participating on your stuff, it's like the connection never happened. And so I'm trying to, I've been intentional about avoiding that and trying to at least make a stronger initial connection from the get-go. But at a certain point, you know, the day stacks up. Now I'm like eight people behind. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I recorded a general one and I don't prefer to send that one, but I've gotten some very, very positive replies on it. And the difference is I'm not speaking to you personally. I'm not speaking to things that we have in common. I'm just kind of introducing myself, uh, sharing a couple topics that I, that I'd love to take questions on directly or in comments. And people really enjoy that and they feel a little bit closer to me. And so as you look at your um, not just your sales process, although that's a great place to start. When you look at your entire customer life cycle and all the various touch points, you're going to find places where you could record a video once and use it over and over and over and over and over again for every person who hits that stage of relationship. Um, it might be, for example, we've seen videos being used to uh, improve show rates on meetings and demos and appointments, right? If you can right. confirm it and have them feel a little bit warmer toward you. And in that case, you could make a really personal message that says, hey, looking forward to seeing you on Zoom Thursday at 4 p.m. your time. Um, I'm preparing some stuff right now. Looking forward to the meeting. Take care and have a great rest of your day, Jennifer. Right? So, right. Quick question on that. You could be generic that. and you put right. all the details down below. So can you say, look, looking forward to meeting you later today, insert name here. 
Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Okay, a couple things there because I was I was right there with you when you're talking about the Nigerian prince, and, and it's it's this you know we're in an election cycle right now, and I'm seeing a lot of stories about deep fake videos. This idea that if there's enough video of someone out there that they can produce a new video that looks and sounds like that person, that gets really really nuts. There are also some companies in the space, honestly, that want to do this kind of variable data in the video, and you know if you think that's right for you, that's cool. Um, in general, I prefer, and I know this is a little bit of a pure standpoint. I don't represent the entire company in this position, although I'm sure a lot of people would get behind me on it. You know, we prefer, um, the honesty, the transparency, the authenticity of just being who you are and not doing like fake stuff and variable stuff, especially here's the, here's the key thing in any piece of automation, um, whether it involves video or not as long as you're honest about what it is and what it isn't, and you're not trying to act like something is something other than it is, um, I'm with you a hundred percent, you know, right. like, so for example, if you're in, if you're in an exchange, you know, there are, if you're communicating with a brand, uh, like maybe in a back channel, like Facebook messaging or whatever, there are bots there and things. And as long as the thing presents itself as a bot and doesn't act like it's another person, um, you know, I think that's perfectly fine. And so when you get the automated directory, you can tell it's an automated directory, but an automated directory that's trying to act human. And you're like, wait a second, this is something's off and weird. Then you get kind of, you get upset. You're like, look, I like the convenience of just saying press one for this and two for that. No problem. But stop trying to trick me. It's annoying. And now I'm, you know, I'm wasting time on that. How long before? So first, you sent me when we first started communicating, you sent me one of these videos and I was not quite sure what you guys did. And then on LinkedIn, you sent me the video. And said, oh, okay. Immediately clear. This is obviously exactly what they do. Awesome. I, I see you. I can put a face to it. Um, you're holding up a board saying, hey, thanks, guy. What's written on that board? Is that, did you write that? Or was that inserted? Oh, always, in? totally. Yeah, there, okay. there's some companies that want to fake that too. But yeah. you know, I always, you know, what I'm trying to do there is let you know that it's not an evergreen video, right? If it was an evergreen video, again, I'm drawing this line here between evergreen and truly personal. Evergreen mm-hmm. is record it once and send it to everybody who fits this particular criteria or reaches this point or whatever the case may be. And in that case, I'm going to do something in that we do an animated preview automatically for every one of your videos. We take the first three seconds and loop it. And so in that case, I'm going to do something in those first three seconds that let you know that I'm addressing in an evergreen scenario your state of affairs, something that you're probably wondering about or what the next thing is or, or some hurdle that you jumped or a line that you crossed through and I'm going to acknowledge it. So it's going to feel personal, but I'm not going to act like uh, it's, it's just for you. I um, love building into, because marketers ruin everything. There's the, we got the light side and the dark side. Some people accidentally ruin things and there's people who are intentionally ruining, ruining stuff and they aren't even marketers or con artists that are, you know, there's a fine line between a con artist and, and a marketer. Sometimes it should not be as fine as it is, but sometimes it is because con artists are selling and marketing all in one. They're using marketing tactics and they're using them for evil kind of, but it seems like your product almost has this thing built in that makes it much easier to, make sure you're being actually being authentic, not faking authenticity, not, you know, but there's tons of stock out there where it's somebody holding a blank white board and it's just like, Hey, put whatever personal message you want automatically into here. And, and, uh, you know, you see a lot of magicians using, uh, that those kind of tricks are like, Oh, we can fill whatever we want digitally into this paper uh, that we pull out of the box. Ta-da, look, it has exactly what you said on it, that kind of thing. 
and I, you know, marketers are doing a lot of that kind of magician stuff to manipulate people. I did a blog post just like yesterday when we're recording this, it'll be a while ago, but it was about, you know, the frustration and the difference between marketing and to spread a message, to get the message out there and the manipulation tactics that a lot of technologies are allowing or encouraging or all about. Um, and I don't know, I guess I like that with this video, you know, I've always wanted to send somebody something when you're sending a message, sometimes saying, Hey, this is legitimately me. I know I'm just saying, Hey, check out this link. And then I realize, Oh, this is what all these scams do. Hey, check out this link. I need to now put something personal in there. By the way, remember, blah, blah, blah. We went to this, you have to put in your, uh, your, you know, your pass, your email passcode saying this is valid with this video. You, you can literally hold up today's newspaper saying, Hey, this is legit. <laughs> Give me a yeah, call. I want to talk. Yeah, yeah, there are all kinds of things you can do to make it uh, timely, relevant, and personal. Those are obviously keys to any good message, no matter the channel and no matter the format. Um, the line that I would draw, by the way, between um, you know, I'll, I'll use sincere and insincere marketers is: Are you treating people like numbers? Just straight up, like, are you treating people like numbers? Customers hate it. Um, it's one of their biggest complaints in general is when they are left to feel like a number. Um, and I've seen several pieces of research. The one most recently was in a great book called The Effortless Experience uh, by Matt Dixon and a couple other co-authors. And, um, and, and that was in the opening chapters, like one of the top three things that customers hate is being made to feel like a number. And I think when you are playing some of these games, you are truly treating people as numbers. You're not looking for an 8% conversion rate. You're settling for one half of 1% and you don't care because the volume's there that you can still hit whatever number you're trying to hit as a con downstream consequence of that, you know, half a percent conversion rate. And so to your point, you know, what's deep deep, deep in this. You know, a lot of people look at video now as a strategy or a tactic. It is much more relevant today than it was, say, even five years ago. And it's been interesting. I've been, I've been at BombBomb full-time for eight and a half years now and, and was doing work with the two co-founders for two years prior to than that. So I've been watching this space for a long, long time. And, um, and so I think what's going on in the way that we go to market, what we teach, what is the spirit of the book that we wrote is um, about letting people not feel like a number, but let someone feel seen and heard and understood. And that's the deal. When you can send a, whether it's truly personal or whether it's, it's um, a massy video or whether it's an evergreen video, as long as you're addressing the person, meeting where they are, addressing their specific need or qualification and trying to help them get somewhere else, um, you are making that person, especially when it's truly one-to-one, -one, you're making that person feel seen and understood. And that is a deep human need. It's one of the deepest needs that we have. You know, we just all want to be validated for who we are as an individual and maybe even a little bit appreciated. And so um, the thank you video, for example, is one of the easiest and most effective things you can do for your business. And it's not just for, you know, friends and family, although if you subscribe to a service like BombBomb or some of the other ones that are out there, um, I do recommend using it for personal things too. But if you only used a video service like ours to reach out and say thank Thank you to, in this case, podcast guests or um, partners or team members. Like your own team members need to be appreciated and validated as well. Great. It's so now, if I don't send you a thank you video, you're going to no, be no, like, no. well, you have he didn't no care. obligation. <laughs> you have no obligation. But, but just thank you alone is one of the most powerful things you can do. And your social media feeds, your LinkedIn feed is filled with reasons and opportunities to reach out and say, congratulations. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Just simple, lightweight messages that are going to enrich your network and dramatically enrich your business as well as your life. So you say you've been there 
eight years, I feel like the first five years there, you guys must have been saying like, okay, trust us, this is coming. It's going to, because video doesn't seem like it's been quite, I mean, it's been on the rise for several years. It's big right now, but you have the technology all coming together. You have account-based marketing, which is probably huge for you guys because people are like, oh yeah, we can, you know, we don't need the one video we put on the front of our website now. Um, we can send individual videos to all these people that really matter. Um, it just seems like all that stuff's come together. You guys were working on this for quite a while before, you know, what the environment you're seeing today. Yeah. How did you guys hold it together during that time. Yeah, a few things. Well, first of all, we're bootstrapped. Um, so we're not being sweated by a bunch of people who want, you know, a specific amount of return in a specific amount of time. And so that's been an interesting push and pull, just building the business from that standpoint. When the company was legally founded, the iPhone didn't even exist. Um, Google yeah. had just purchased YouTube and YouTube had been on the cover of time as like person of the year is you. And it was like a little mirror for YouTube. So it was like, it was very, very early days, but it's interesting. The original founder's vision are, you know, one of our two co-founders, they're both sales and marketing guys, but one of our co-founders was selling uh, billboards, outdoor advertising. And he knew that when people were buying billboards with him, they weren't just buying the ad space. They were buying him. They were buying his strategy. They were buying the way that he could help them with their business. He knew that he was a key reason that people were saying yes that they wouldn't necessarily sign the same deal with another salesperson because he provided unique value to that opportunity. So he thought, gosh, if I could reach out and say uh, happy birthday or congratulations or check out your boards, we just rotated them. And so now you're here at this you know, new location. And he's not door-to-door -door sales. So this way he can do in-person nationwide, worldwide, without traveling all over the place to say yeah, hi. Yeah, well, and, and he was selling only here and that we were based in Colorado Springs. So he was only selling around the Pikes Peak region. I mean, the farthest account was probably an hour and a half or two hours away. Um, but even then, you think about that. It's like he didn't have the time to get in the car and drive around and, and communicate all in this personal way. But he knew that the personal relationship was important. So when we started, what was available to us and what we opted to build at the time was essentially like a MailChimp or a constant contact with video deeply at the core of the product design and the experience. So it was like just quick and easy to record and send these videos straight into the emails. And then as, as, as technology advanced, we were able to build the live recorder, which was a huge change. We were able to build our Chrome extension and our Gmail integration, which for me personally, as one of the most prolific users of our software, because I was the only marketing guy for like four years. So I was doing all of our mass email and kind of automated email out of BombBomb for years. So like I was You're deep in eat it. Eat your own dog food and be like, oh yeah, this is- Absolutely, healthy. 100%. And, and, and wow. many of us do, but like the when we built into Gmail, that unbundled it. And so instead of sending like, you know, 10 videos a month. I was sending 10 videos a week or five videos a day yeah. um, and mobile apps, all these other things. And so a um, couple last points here. One, the video camera technology, like being built into your laptop HD, being built into your phone HD and now like 4K ultra HD, like craziness. As technology is coming out, you guys have to be having little parties like, oh my God, whoa, look what we can do. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And internet speeds was another key thing. Like when the company was founded, over half the country was still on DSL. Right. Um, uh, or dial-up, rather. Sorry, it was part dial-up, part DSL. And so it was like the ability to live record and ingest that video into our platform was like rough in some places versus, you know, flash forward five years and now flash forward five years later. Now we all have like, right now at my office, I have 300 up, 300 down. Like there's no 
problem, you know, either playing a video back or record live recording the video. And so right. you went you know, from the uh, version where you have the yeah, to totally. like, we all have Dick Tracy watches now and videos just boom, boom stream. No problem. You don't have to wait 10 minutes to watch a, a photo load from the top kind of things. Yeah. Um, but to your, but to your original question, I, mean, I am shocked at how slowly it's gone. Um, honestly, uh, I, I talked with a, a guy that was one of the original uh, HubSpot team members named Dan Tyre, a sales executive with them. And he was like, I see video emails, the biggest transformation in prospecting in the last 30 years. I was so excited about it that I said 2017 was going to be the year of video. And then it wasn't. Well, and then I declared 2018 the year of video. And yeah. then it wasn't. And then they like, were a little see. bit like video is getting more popular, just not not quite in the way you guys are using it. And I think a big part of that is people not understanding. And to our listeners, the opportunity this presents, you've been using it for a while because it's in your company, right? So you've had the opportunity to send and you've had the opportunity to see the response you get when you send these videos to people. Um, email, but not just an email. You said, you know, you put them into other areas. I saw your first video in a, a LinkedIn post. Um, when you're doing account-based marketing in particular, but uh, you know, any, any rep should probably grab one prospect and send them a video just to see the difference and say, oh, maybe I shouldn't be making 100 cold calls a day. Maybe I should be doing you know, 20 to 30 personalized videos and getting twice the return for my time is what matters. Or, or but, finding the right spot for that. I mean, again, you yeah. can use an automated email in your sequence or cadence. And then based on the way people engage with it, you might then decide, okay, I sent 50 of these kind of automated messages. And so now I'm going to send 10 truly personal ones based on the way people engaged with it. Right. So the, there's a push and pull here to the, you know, this yeah. strategy, there's spots for all of it. But for the listeners, the key thing to me here is the fact that this has been slow to get adopted, but the technology, everything is there. I think it's just marketers aren't quite understanding the opportunity. It's, it's Facebook ads years ago when they were way undervalued because people hadn't quite figured out the opportunity there. People who start using this now, I feel like it's something that will stick because of the personalization. It'll continue to have value. This isn't a fad that once it gets worn out, it's no longer novel, it's no longer effective. But when you have the, it's an effective medium and it's novel that we have right now, like people who jump on this now and start using it will get all the advantages of how effective it is, why you guys created it. You didn't create it as a novel fad, you created it as something real and the novel aspect also which is huge. Novelty in marketing is huge. So I don't know, maybe I shouldn't put this episode out until we've started using this heavily. But, but it, uh, <laughs> it's, there's so much, there, there, a couple of things I want to share on that. First, even when you publish the episode, a bunch of people are going to go, oh yeah, this sounds awesome. And they're just not going to do it. We know that no matter what, no matter what the topic is. Yeah. But you know, to your point right now, the act of sending a video, especially a truly personal video in one of these lighter weight channels like email or text or social messaging, not in the social feed, but in a social message, like to one person or to a small mm -hmm. group of people, the act alone is differentiating. Right. That window, frankly, the window has been open wider and longer than I would have expected, but that window is still open. But even as it closes, ultimately you are your own best differentiator. So many of our businesses are becoming increasingly commoditized. And the most important things then are how do we blend our technology and our humans? How do we put our humans in the best position to win? And the, our humans' best position to win as employers and, and leaders and managers is how can they make our customers feel our brand, 
How, how can we make them feel better about themselves? How can we make them feel more confident, more comfortable, right. more secure, more excited, more passionate, whatever? And video is going to allow them to do that. And so even when this does become normalized behavior, I'm just acting as if because it's the whole reason I wrote the book. If people want to do this with BombBomb, awesome. If they want to do it with other companies, that's cool. I just want to spur this and make this more normalized behavior. And even when that happens, because I just know it's a better way to live and work and I want more people to experience it. But even when more people are doing this and you have competitors who are doing it like you are now, you are still your own best differentiator, right? So this idea of putting yourself or your team first with your unique message, even when other companies are using video in a similar way, you're still differentiating yourself because video is communicating your best differentiator. So right now, video itself is the differentiator and you are. And in the future, if video is no longer differentiating as an act, you, your personality, your face, your voice, your expertise, your enthusiasm, your sincerity, your gratitude, your message, all of those rich and nuanced things that video delivers. Your human like, face. Yep. Yeah. All that. Um, <laughs> you are the differentiator. So I'm in, I, again, I love, this is kind of currently has this, this um, combination punch of, yeah, the, it being novel still. And then the real value. It's like when email came along, it was super novel, but it's lasted because it has a real value as a channel. This isn't even channel based. This is something that is, it, it's the content, the, the mechanism of delivery within any channel that can, that can handle video. And we'll get more into that in, this, in the second half and the different channels. And, and I want to find out from you kind of the quick and easy of how this happens. But it, it occurs to me that, you know, companies becoming commodities is a good thing for the consumer because then they have to get more personal. They have to do, it's just, that's what capitalism is designed for. It's good for the consumer. But then you have to start competing on this level of the personal level. And I'm seeing companies' personalization getting down to eventually saying, we've identified these people within our audience as, uh, let's say, you know, they're into rockabilly. So we have this one sales guy who's a rockabilly guy, and he's going to send the videos and have these lamb chops and uh, have his uh, you know, rockabilly stuff all rocking. And so they're going to connect with him because of that. And you'll have salespeople wearing, uh, you know, this guy's going to uh, a Raiders fan and he's going to wear the Raiders jersey when he sends his videos. And, I and love it. That it is, is a perfect example of using technology to put people in their best position to win. Yeah. Yep. Right. As and long as that uh, guy is sincerely into the Raiders and Rockabilly right. and all the if other If you've got every jersey and you're swapping out from one episode to the next, or you're wearing a green screen shirt and yeah. they just throw it over, okay, not now so you're much. abusing it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the fact of saying, hey, why not have these people that are going to better connect talk to these people? Um, it, it's, uh, it's a great use of that kind of stuff. And I see you know, companies getting down to that level eventually to convey their message. And then hopefully, you know, have a good product and all that stuff. And, and now it can come across in the video. Um, ton, ton more to go over here. We're going to take a really quick break. Uh, and then we'll be right back with uh, Ethan Butte. He's the chief evangelist over at uh, BombBomb. And we're talking about putting video in emails, but not only emails, putting what? Putting video, personalized video messages everywhere. We will be right back. Is your data company ignoring and gouging you? or gouging and ignoring you. Those are the main reasons our customers move from the previous list provider, Mountaintop Data's top data search platform. What's top data search? Well, with top data search, 
you can search our database of 20 million plus business contacts and download lists with complete contact information. It's a convenient tool for both sales and marketing departments to get accurate lists. It's free to have an account. There's no annual contracts, no seat fees. Top Data Search is just easy access to accurate data. And when you reach out to us with questions, we actually give you answers. Visit topdatasearch.com and sign up for a free account with the coupon code IYM300 and get 300 free credits. Or if you're just curious, go to topdatasearch.com and run some searches on our open search tool, no account needed, by clicking the search now button. That's at topdatasearch.com. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. Uh, we are here with uh, Ethan Butte, Chief Evangelist, BombBomb, talking about using video, what their company does to put videos into email and all other places. We started speaking during the break, Ethan, and I was like, stop, we got to get back recording. This is too important. We need it on air. I noticed something in the first half. When you were talking about your product and its creation and your company, it hit a button with me that I've been talking a lot about recently, and that's purpose in companies. And I think this topic has gone way off the rails and every company thinks it needs to have a purpose that has to do with saving the rainforest or loving puppies or something like that, which are all great things, except for those companies purpose probably should be their customers and their product, which in most cases has nothing to do, you know, the automobile company, the razor company, the window blind company. I'm sorry, but you don't have anything to do with animal shelters. Have that cause. Great. Make a profit. Donate your profit to that cause, but don't make that your, your cause. You're, you're pandering when you do that. And just some of the things you were saying made me think, I bet you these guys don't have a cause outside of their customers and their product and making marketing better. And they think it should be done this way. So, and you signaled, no, we don't. So I was like, okay, good, safe. I didn't want you to say, actually, we're all about uh, kittens over here. Um, can you, can you talk to that uh, a little bit? I'm excited that your cause is your product. Yeah. By the way, I just really appreciate how direct you are in general. There's no, no nonsense. It's so refreshing. Um, and, and, and which goes to like an honesty and authenticity play too. Like it's just so, ref your approach is refreshing. And yeah. I know your company's not are. full of shit, is it? Now talk. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons we've been able to be so successful, I mean, we've got over 50,000 customers. When I started, we had, I think, 200 or so. And um, I think one of the things that has gotten us this far, and again, we're not sitting on a mountain of venture capital or anything. We're, we're self-funded friends and family money and some debt rounds. And um, I, this alignment of why the company exists, the product and service, and, and the highest use of the product and service, and the alignment throughout, throughout that. This idea that we can have better, richer, more real relationships while still leveraging the efficiency of some of the communication channels that are available by just being a little bit more personal and a little bit more human a little bit more often. So, you know, we've, we've operated by the same set of core values the whole time. The first one is relationships. The others are uh, fun, humility, flexibility, and service. Um, and so you can see how some of those are, are more outward facing. But really, um, I think that alignment of why the company exists, what you experience when you use the product or service at the highest level, um, and the values that drive the way that we operate, there's just a natural alignment there. And it wasn't designed. It was that it was you know, it's true to the, to the two co-founders. It's true to this original core of team members that were attracted to 
the product and the and the understated mission. I mean, on the on the backside, we don't advertise it, but you know, we our motivation isn't just rehumanizing business communication for our customers. It's also to rehumanize, dehumanize populations. So we give our time and our money as a team to different organizations that, you know, are helping people who are in a dehumanized state due to systems or circumstances or whatever. It's related to your product. That's okay. Yeah. And but, but, I think but, but, you guys are excited about your product. Motivation. Yeah. Our go-to-market yeah. motivation is right there in the title of the book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay. I wanted to address that because I, 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 just like with the video, you say people can sniff out when something isn't right. And in the first half there, I was sniffing out that something was right. And that excited me. Um, appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, I was really hoping it was true and you weren't doing an awesome job of faking it, uh, because I didn't want the second half to get ugly. Um, <laughs> so it, it dawns on me that at some point when you talk about authenticity and all that kind of stuff, um, when are people going to stop trusting any email that doesn't have a video in it? Um, I don't know that that will really ever be the case. I mean, there, we get that question a lot. Is like, when should I send a video? When shouldn't I send a video? And I have a framework for that. I don't know if we have time to go through all that. But, you know, not every email needs a video in it, right? Like, yep, still good at four. See you then, right? But if somebody won't send you, like, you know, you get the email, you're going back and forth. You can't get the person on the phone. You're like, I don't trust this person. They don't have a phone number I can get to. Uh, now, this yeah, isn't a real person. When, you, when you're able to send, at some point, you're like, wait a second. I've been talking with this, you know, we met, I met this person online on a dating site. I've been talking to them for six months and we just can't seem to meet each other. They can't face something's, you know, yeah. something's fishy. I feel like in business, if you haven't gotten a video from them at some point, you're just like, okay, I don't trust this person. That something's yeah, wrong Yeah, it depends here. on the nature of the service. I mean, there are, you know, there are some touches that we get from brands that we love uh, where, you know, oh good, my order has shipped, right? Like I don't, I don't need that. But, right. but to your, to your point, I think especially in a, uh, a high value, high touch, high service situation where the person does actually matter, right? In a, you know, your financial advisor or consultant or your, you know, your tax advisor or your, um, you know, someone who's selling you a $180,000 software installation or, you know, anywhere where there's this kind of like detail complexity where the relationship still matters, where right. that touch point or that process will not be fully automated because the human still matters, the, the empathy, the comfort, the trust, the security that comes through knowing someone's there. I appreciate your vision on that. And I would say that early on in the relationship, I would hope that we would see in some of these circumstances um, that we would see more personal touches that let people know I'm not just an email signature. I'm not just a voice on your phone. Like I have, you know. It seems like a lack of, if the company is suffering from a lack of brand recognition, it's something we fight with in my company. It's like, hey, we need more brand. Our industry has shifted and people are buying the commodity part. Once you're a commodity, if you don't have brand recognition, you're in trouble. This can help overcome that. Because the, the face is kind of, you're, you're buying, the brand is about trust. It's a commodity. Why would I buy one cereal? Oh, I recognize this one. I can trust it. I don't recognize that one. I can't. Um, it's a commodity, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the one I know the brand for. But when you have that face there, the video, all of a sudden, you can overcome probably a lot of lack of, of brand. So people who are struggling to get brand traction, you can kind of hijack the process with the people you're talking to 
if, if you have this video in there. No question there, just a kind of yeah. statement out to well, people. Well, I'll just add to it that, that you are building a psychological proximity, like a psychological nearness to you. Even in the absence of physical proximity, with people you will never meet, if you can get face-to-face -face at scale through video with more people related to your business, whether they're customers, prospective customers, suppliers, partners, et cetera, you are building an emotional connection to you, a psychological proximity, not just a general awareness that, that has all of these levers. If you haven't read Influence by Robert Cialdini, it's, it's just an absolute classic. And video really capitalizes on several of his principles of influence, including social reciprocity. It's one of the reasons that 81% uh, of our customers say they get more replies and responses when they send videos compared to plain typed out text. At a, at a basic level, it's like, huh took the time to send me that video. At least I owe him a response, right? You feel and guilty because, if you don't respond. Because yeah. it's easier. A couple things there too. Like, A, you can't fake the time and attend. You cannot fake that you took 47 seconds to say, hey, Sky, thanks for filling that form out on my website. It looks like X, Y, and Z. I wanted to let you know about A, B, and C, right? Yeah. You can't fake that time and attention for starters. But you in, can in that, fake. I get emails all the time. Hey, I looked at your site and it's awesome. Um, yeah. But I noticed X, Y, I'm like, no, you didn't look at the site. Right. This, we, is a, we, this is fake. You can tell it's fake. That is the best. You said marketers ruin everything earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about writing a post uh, about uh, BDRs and SDRs ruining everything. It's like the new thing. Like they're getting all of these marketing tools. And so, so much of the prospecting I'm getting to your point is like, what you just offered there just straight up is it true that is yeah. not on my website that is not something that you saw i did not guess on that thing or this thing or the other thing and it's not like you misunderstood it's like you wrote something generic enough to try to hook people right and i don't appreciate it and i can tell what you're doing yeah brutal yeah yeah and that's i think people haven't quite caught on that that may work with scams to consumers because you're actually looking for the people who don't sniff it out so it's yeah. part of the the, the test yeah, when yeah you're trying to do business <laughs> right. Are you trying to sell the dumb people? Because that's yeah. the only ones you're going to get responding to this. I, that's probably not your audience of decision makers. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And a lot of things trickle down from B2C into B2B and they've been refined and they work by the time they get here. Some things don't apply, but people don't get it. And I think that's one of the things that doesn't apply, but the B2B scammers don't quite get it. It's like it works on consumers. In B2B, it doesn't make sense. We get confused and upset by it. Um, I've got too many questions for you and we don't have enough time. And I feel like the listeners need to know the answers to these. So unlike your average episode where we, we have a couple questions, but we never really bother to ask them because we're having a great conversation. Um, I just want to get through some of these questions. So yep. let's do a semi as as I can. Um, speed round here. So use cases for this. Um, we talked a lot about email. Where else can it be used? Uh, it can be used in text messaging and social messaging in general. I put them in Slack. Anywhere that you're clicking send or post uh, with text, you could probably drop the link or the HTML and it would work uh, just as well. So somebody's using your application. Give me a quick how it works. They have an account with you. They log into the account, I'd imagine, on their, on their computer. And then what are, they, what are the steps to go through to send a video? Well, it's interesting. As I offered, you know, you can do it on iOS or Android. You can do it in Gmail. You can do it in Outlook. You can do it from Salesforce. You can do it in our web app. You can do it in a variety of places. But in general, the recording experience, you can either access your library and add that video into the message or grab its URL or HTML. So any video that you have in your library that you've recorded it in or uploaded in, you can use over and over again. So you can have some evergreen stuff in there. Correct. Yep. And, uh, and you can live record as well. We have screen recording right next to the regular recorder. So I typically will record myself with my webcam. I hit the record button, counts me down three, two, one. I start talking. 
um, I'm as concise as possible. I'd say, say as much as you need to and nothing more uh, out of respect for your viewer. Don't just kind of babble like you wind up doing on voicemails and things. Ooh, I'll have to work on that. So it's like a, it's a good voicemail that has your face. So it's a, Hey, Ethan, thanks for coming on the show today. You rock. I'll be in touch. Yeah. What, why did, why am I getting this? What do I need to know? And what do I need to do next? It's the same as any piece of communication really. Um, and so, uh, so, so I'm going to blow this up here, but that you just listed off. Like I've had to give out bullet points when I was training salespeople and managing them saying like, listen, when you send people an email, you got to start with who you are and why you're reaching out to them. You think they know. They don't. They don't care about you. They are right. saying, who the hell is this? And what is he talking the, the, about? The three things. They're like, it's in the email chain. Really? You expect them to read down through the email chain to refresh their minds on who you are from two months ago? No. So from good. two days ago, they don't care about you. Make sure you know the content. Like, let them know the context. Hey, here's why I'm calling. Remember this? Boom. Um, yeah. yeah um, don't so, forget uh, that so, so hit record, count you down three, two, one, say as much as you need to say, nothing more. You can do it as a screen recorder with your face in a bubble and whatever's on your screen, whether it's a, a report or a PowerPoint or a, a sales presentation or a digital document or something else that you want to walk people through. And then you hit stop whenever you're done. And it'll, it, you can either re-record. The only time I ever re-record a video is if I did something in two and a half minutes that I feel like I could have done in like a minute and 27. Right. Too many F-bombs, something like that. Not even, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm not going to do that in, you know, unless I know the recipient well. Yeah. So um, I'm picturing things like, oh, wow, I can do the screen. Okay. Somebody had a question about how this application works. Yep. It's, it's like send them a short video. It's like, oh, you just click here and do this. See? Oh, yeah. my gosh. And now they can... I that's so awesome. Have to try so to for customer service, I'm words. feeling like it's it's huge. We've seen a decrease in one touch, or we've seen an increase in one touch ticket resolution, and a yeah. decrease in total time from initial re receipt of the support ticket to satisfaction of the support ticket. And I think being able to show and tell is a big part of that. So um, I feel just like you should have more users in customer service than in sales and marketing. Like, you that's think too much of a slam dunk. Yeah, totally. Especially with our Zendesk integration, which is the leading CS platform. And it's just fantastic. It, and it shows the efficacy of video in so many measurable ways in a dashboard. But um, then you hit save. It drops straight into the message spot. In the case that you're doing it uh, and you want to put the video somewhere besides the, the place where you recorded it, you can grab the HTML or grab the URL. We take the first three seconds, turn it into a little animated loop and show the play duration, play 37 second video, play 48 second video. And we found that this combination of the animated GIF at three seconds combined with showing the play duration, it increased video play rates as we were trying to figure out the right design by 49%. So, so you don't have to know Adobe Premiere or have a studio in order no. to <laughs> no. Well, so that's the key. Thank you for observing that. We also have proprietary tech in the background where we're encoding your video as it's recording. So that it's basically ready to send the second you hit done, right? So you put a video up into your LinkedIn feed and it says, hey, we'll notify you when it's ready. Or you upload a video into your Facebook feed and it will notify you when it's ready. Or the video recorder and Facebook Messenger, I like that it's there, but it's a token effort at best. It takes like 60% of the time it takes to record. That's how long it takes to be ready to send. So if you record a one minute video in the native Facebook Messenger recorder, it'll take you another uh, 40 seconds to encode it before it can send, right? So it's just, right. we just have a lot of easy, we, we just eliminate all of the steps and make it easy to send. And then of course, tell you who's engaging with it and how. Okay. Blowing through some more questions here. You guys have seen a lot of technologies come along that make your product just that much better than what you were envisioning. You know, you, you didn't see the iPhone coming probably. Um, I think Steve Jobs is maybe the only one that saw that coming. And, uh, and yet here it shows up and you're saying amazing. Um, 
Google's, uh, or not, I don't know if it's just Google's, but the AMP uh, for, for email. Um, is that great for you guys? Does that matter? Because you're embedding, in a way, email video into email, which was death in the past. And I'll get to that in a second. But that's AMP yeah, for so email. Does it, that matter? It is interesting. I don't know the hard tech well enough to speak to it, but people often ask, like, will the video play in the email in the inbox? And the answer is no. Uh, none of our competitors do it because it it's only supported in a minority of inboxes. It's like right. it, it requires HTML5 support. So I don't know if AMP is going to – I know that AMP well, It will eventually. To, I think it will get out there. Correct. So I think that's on the horizon. I think AMP will be good for this, this user experience in the inbox. Um, and there are a number of like boring technical reasons why most companies don't try to serve video in the email in the inbox right now. And AMP might change that, yeah, but I don't excellent. know it well enough. Um, so this goes into the next question of hurting deliverability and attaching things. I've seen people try to do video in years past where they actually attached a video. Brutal. It's like, are you kidding me? Even attaching a PDF when you're trying to reach out to people, I'm like, you better already know this person well if you're attaching anything. So, yeah, Your two videos. things here. So, so we're just delivering an animated GIF, a lightweight animated GIF. So it's no heavier than the logo in your email signature. And it links to um, a dynamically generated landing page that, that has a number of benefits for you on it um, that we automatically do that for you. And so that, the fact that you're adding a graphic and a link to your email may hurt deliverability. If you're sending from our primary platform, we are a commercial sender. So just like MailChimp or Constant Contact, it's not perfect deliverability. It has some markings. One thing that we do that they, because they're so campaign oriented, a lot of those systems are, because we also do one-to-one -one out of our web app and so many other locations, we will strip all the legally required markings of a mass email that enhances deliverability of those messages. So in general, no dramatic deliverability concerns, but certainly you're going to be more deliverable if you send a wall of text than if you send a, a, a lightweight graphic and a link. But Right, but it's, I don't know. There's arguments measurable. out there. There's yeah. arguments saying if you don't have image in your email, it's going to lower the deliverability. Right. You're, you're so, just putting in this little gif. It's like but you but said, we're it's not attaching your 37 meg video because <laughs> a, you can't attach a video that large, and b, we want your face uh, in the inbox, not a file to download into the bowels of your smartphone. I've seen people that wanted to send a two megabyte PDF in an email campaign to thousands of people. It was like, are you insane? <laughs> you're going to get arrested. <laughs> um, Okay, um, some any any major do's and don'ts for people. We've touched on on some of these, but uh, and we're already going a little over. Um, we will not cut this out. I usually say we'll cut it out, but we don't. So I'm just going to address that we're not going to. But are you okay going a little bit longer? Do you have yeah, a hard absolutely. out? Okay. Yeah. Um, now everybody knows how nice you are in stretching beyond the time here to give them more info. Sure. I just um, love what I love it. I mean, I love your interest. I love that you're very clear about what you want to know about it. And I'm deeply motivated to get more people behaving this way. So you've covered a couple things already. Can you give a couple more, uh, you know, maybe two things to make sure you do in the video. Yep. And, and I'm, I'll give a couple here to start with first. Okay. Go check out their site. We don't usually directly pitch products on this on this uh, podcast, but I think it's worth it. Obviously, uh, once the episode's over, go check them out. We'll have it in the show notes. And I'm sure you guys have some sort of a uh, freemium offering or a yep. trial or it, see how it sounds very simple. I know I haven't done it. I'm going to have our guys go check this out when, once we finish recording here. So for everybody listening, I'll be probably a month ahead of you because of our release schedule in, uh, in getting into the market with, uh, with this. So make sure you get on the wave uh, early for the novelty part. Either way, um, it sounds like a great way to be doing stuff. 
so a couple uh that was way too much of a promo from me um but a couple good things couple bad things for people when when using video um you know bad things are actually there are two sides of the same coin the the bet the worst thing is um going on way, way too long, making it about yourself, not having a clear message and not having a purpose for actually sending the video. Again, people think the video is magic um, in part because some other people are selling video as magic. Like it's just going to magically make everything yeah. better. Hey, so, I'm here. So bye. Right, right. 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 Correct. So it still needs to be about the other person. So some basic practical tips on these videos. One, more light is better than less. Um, you know, if, if video is going to look bad, it's primarily going to be due to the fact that there isn't enough light. Um, so turn on every light, get an extra, like if you walk around the bomb bomb office, you're going to see people with like, you know, in cubicles and things. I'm in a nice office and I have like these beautiful South facing windows. That's so I funny. A, I love it. When I we did a prep, I comment on that. I was like, you're so well lit. What are yeah. you doing? Like yeah. you're so crisp and clean. Yeah. It looks so professional. So, so, I have, so to your point, like my, I have, I have, for folks that aren't, aren't watching, obviously, which is everyone, uh, you know, I have videos, off, uh, videos, windows off to my right. And so I supplement with a lamp off to my left to kind of balance it a little bit. But, you know, if you walk around our office and people are in cubicles and stand up desks and things, um, uh, tons of just like little clip lamps, like that you yep. can buy at Target or Amazon or whatever. So it Make sure you use be, LED. Because I yeah. have a lamp in front of me and it's not LED and I am sweating by the end of these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, um, it, but, but the point is it doesn't have to be fancy and more light is better than less. Get close to the microphone. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to supplement it with like a little USB microphone, you can get really good ones for well under $100. Don't let equipment be the reason that you're not starting, uh, but do know that without much time or money or effort, you can upgrade your situation a little bit. Um, I would say the goal is not perfection. I think a lot of people, when they see themselves on camera, they think it's about them and they get hung up. But I want to let you know that your imperfection is your perfection, your confidence and comfort to be yourself and to work through this vulnerable moment, this fear of judgment and rejection. Your mind isn't going to tell you, I fear judgment and rejection, even though that's what's going on at a deep, deep human level. Um, you're going to say things like, I don't like the way I look or I sound. You're going to wonder, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Did I do this right? Whatever. Your ums, your ahs, your pauses, anything that would happen if you were sitting across the table over coffee or lunch with your recipient is perfectly okay for the video. Video. Yeah. And it's and the whole point. You're human. Your flaws are part of being hundred. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And so uh, look into the camera lens. Uh, that is how you make eye contact with your viewer. And just like if we were across the table over coffee or lunch, I'm not going to like hard stare you down, <laughs> but I'm going to make regular eye contact with you, which leads me to Don't another Don't forget one. to blink. You're creeping people yeah. out. <laughs> totally. But, but like regular consistent eye contact, typically yeah. when we are listening to someone, we make eye contact 70% of the time. And when we're speaking, we make eye contact about 50% of the time. So at least half that you don't need to keep a clock, but make sure you're looking at the camera lens to start and periodically throughout the, the video. Um, and especially if you want to double down and re-emphasize a point, like look directly into the lens and re-emphasize the point if you need to. Um, which brings me, I guess, to my last one here, which is don't use a script. So many people, because they're in this moment of, of discomfort, right? Like, I don't know if I can do this. This is a new skill. This is unnatural. Um, a, by the way, you don't just pick up the French horn and be expert at it. You don't pick up a book of Mandarin yeah. and be an expert at it. You don't go watch a Warren Miller movie and then just shoot down a quadruple black uh, uh, ski slope, right? Like, well, and a script turns your human personal moment, it, it automates it. 
Again, Correct. you're reading well, off. And, and, and it breaks eye contact. And it's mm. it, so much of this is it's going to take a little bit of practice to get comfortable. And when you're basically comfortable, uh, you're going to be able to communicate not just the words that you want to say, but the way that you want to say it. There's so much yeah. meaning and value that is transferred yep. in the way that you say something. Uh, and so anyone um, don't, that's listened don't to rely this podcast on yeah, for, for a while has probably noticed that uh, one of the reasons we started the podcast was the scripted nature of webinars was driving me nuts. And even if I went unscripted and refused to prepare and just spoke off the cuff, everybody else didn't. And so it was still boring as hell. So they can be done right. I'm a fan of webinars. Just don't make stupid ones. Um, but the one part of this podcast that isn't completely unscripted uh, is the bio that I would read at the beginning. And just recently I stopped reading bios. I would just put down a, a couple things and I think uh, I'm getting better and better at it. But I realized when I listened to it a couple episodes, that's terribly boring. And I'm starting the episode off by sounding terrible and robotic and not interesting at all. People are falling asleep before they get to the content because I'm reading this long bio off like an idiot. So yeah, going unscripted, being yourself, have a couple bullet points and go yes. and you'll get better at it too. And then you'll be like, wow, I got this skill now. Yeah. Uh, the, the bullet points is a thing. So sometimes I'm doing a video that has three or four or five points and I don't challenge myself to memorize all of those points. I just write them down or I type them on my screen. And then when I start the video, I don't act like I memorized all of this. I'm like, Hey, right here on my screen, I've got five things I want to share with you. Number one, blah, blah, blah. So by, or, or I hold it up. Hey, I'm going to go through three things that you need to know about this situation, or I've got three ways to answer this question you've asked me. And so by showing or acknowledging what you're doing, you're giving yourself permission to look away and actually lean on a perfectly appropriate and necessary support material without making it weird for you or for the viewer that you're acting as if you memorized, you know, this four minute take that's going to be of huge value to the recipient. So um, give yourself permission to look away and to, and to rely on the script or the, the outline rather, um, rather than just reading. The purpose of your product seems to be more human and convey your humanness across to people. So don't do things that operate directly against that, I guess, is, Good one. is, is Good. the overall yep. rule, I would say. Don't take this video and make it so sterilized that it completely wipes out all of the value except for the novelty, which will go away once I've started using this heavy and gotten yeah, everybody You're going to be it. the tip. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I think, I think we got through so much here today. Uh, obviously... There's a lot more we can get to, but that's why you guys are out there and your company is there. So um, we have more than run out of time. I want to uh, direct people to the show notes for the site to get more information on Ethan, on uh, uh, BombBomb and what they do over there. Obviously, go check them out. Get on this wave uh, to take advantage of the novelty and the, the just actual effectiveness of this, uh, of, of this technique. And I guess, well, whether you're in sales, marketing, or customer service, I learned today, I hadn't even crossed my mind. Leadership management. Thinking, yeah. The, the effectiveness of being able to just show something like, hey, look, I don't have to try to describe it and have you go through the typed out instructions. You can make a video and send it faster than you can write out these detailed instructions. They, oh, wait, wait, I missed a click somewhere. So none of it works. Like, no, just make the quick video and shoot it to them. Oh my God. The, the efficiency, like you said, the... The customer service, it's just a one-shot deal. Done. It's over here. Click here. Oh, okay. Done. Thank you. Bye. That's and they awesome. can watch it over and over if they need to, yeah. right? It's like there's so many benefits. 
I mean, we're doing this for a product of ours right now with little videos in our FAQs to just show people, okay, for each little area of the product, just have a little video as part of the FAQ. You're able to do that live for every customer service for some of these more complex products. Um, that's awesome. Um, so anyway, I'm getting distracted by how much I, I, I like what you guys do over there. Um, so finding you. Show notes, come check it out there on ifymarket.com. Of course, you can find uh, Ethan Butte on uh, LinkedIn. Check out their site, bombbomb.com. That's B-O-M-B-B-O-M-B.com. Don't talk about them in an airport again. Disclaimer there. And then uh, your book, I believe, is at bombbomb.com slash book. Yep, or you can search Rehumanize Your Business at Amazon. Yeah, not rheumatize your business, turns out. <laughs> not yet. Rehumanize your business at, at Amazon. You can find it there. We'll have a link to that on the on the uh, show notes as well. And then the Customer Experience Podcast. We'll put a link there on the show notes. Check that out. Um, another great resource for people. If you're into podcasts, uh, toss that one into your queue if it's not already there. Um, again, the show notes. If you please please share us on social media. Tell a friend. Give us a good review on iTunes. And on behalf of the If You Market team and Ethan Butte of Bomb Bomb. Thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with email videos, they will come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.